Chapter 16 of Grandpa in Oz by Ruth Plumley Thompson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 16 Princess Dorothy Escapes. The two days that Grandpa and his little army had been adventuring in the Wizard's Garden on Fire Island and Isoposo, Dorothy, Toto, and the forgetful poet had spent as prisoners on Monday Mountain. Only the friendship of Princess Pearl Borax had saved them from actual harm, for the Queen of the Tubbies had nearly carried out her threat of wringing their necks. But the Queen finally had sentenced them to the wash-tubs, and from morning till night Dorothy and Persevere had been forced to bend over the washboards with the rest of the wild washwomen tribe. Several times during the first day Persevere had almost agreed to marry the dreadful daughter of the old washwoman, for he could not bear to see dear little Dorothy working like a slave. The forgetful poet himself had never done any hard work, and in an hour he had rubbed all the skin from his knuckles and all the buttons from the clothes. But Dorothy would not hear of his marrying Pearl Borax. So, hiding his own discomfort, Percy did the best he could to keep her cheerful, reciting his ridiculous rhymes and waving the shirt, stockings, and pantaloons around his head whenever the queen's back was turned. Even so, keeping cheerful was hard work, and often both grew downhearted. "'And Ozma thinks I'm having a fine visit with the Tin Woodman,' sighed Dorothy wearily toward the end of the second day. "'And perhaps thinks I'm rescuing his daughter,' groaned Persevere, letting the queen's red tablecloth slip back into his tub, and staring mournfully down Monday Mountain. Then, seeing that Dorothy was actually near to tears, he tilted his cap over one eye and whispered this verse into her right ear. "'It's wash, splosh, rub, and hang em up for dryin'. If something doesn't happen soon, I'll simply bust out, uh, crying, Dorothy smiled, and dashed the tears out of her eyes. Here comes the old lady, she finished hurriedly. Isn't she simply Cenubius? sniffed Percy, dousing the red tablecloth up and down in the water. What did you say? roared the queen of the tubbies. I said, grinned Percy mischievously. Her Highness is so beautiful, her brightness dims the eye. I'll work here and be dutiful until the day I—I—die, spluttered Dorothy, and the clumsy queen lumbered on with a pleased smirk. Better make up your mind to marry Pearl, she called over her shoulder, and Pearl Borax blew Percy a wet kiss over her tub of clothes. Toto who was tied to Dorothy's tub, growled fiercely, for he loathed the whole tribe of sloppy, messy washwomen. Oh, "'We must think of a way out,' gasped the poor poet unhappily, for life on Monday Mountain, where every day is wash day and every dinner is of potatoes and cabbage, was not to be endured. They had been over the matter a hundred times before, and there really seemed no chance of escape at all. The tubs of the tribe were ranged in a circle around the mountaintop, so that Dorothy and the forgetful poet were always under guard. 
A white fence ran around the mountain a few feet below. You may have heard of a fence running around before, but this was the first fence Dorothy ever had seen that actually did run. It was tall and spiked and flashed round and round till just watching it gave one the headache. It was too high to jump, and the gate only came opposite Dorothy and the forgetful poet once a day. When they had been dragged up the mountain, the queen had addressed a low word to the fence. Immediately it had stopped, and they had all come through the gate. But what was the word? Ever since his capture, Percy Veer had been trying to puzzle it out, and now, leaning his elbows on his washboard, he began trying again. Indeed, he thought until he had twelve wrinkles in his forehead, and all at once, like a flash of lightning, it came to him, such a short, sensible word, that he gave a triumphant skip. Next instant he was splashing the clothes in his tub so vigorously that none of the wild washwomen heard him give Dorothy a few quick instructions. In five minutes the gate would be opposite, and one minute before the five were up, the three prisoners dashed down the mountain. Stop! shouted Percy Veer imperiously, hammering upon the fence with a rock. Oh, joy! It did stop! And as the gate was now exactly in front of them, Percy Veer opened it boldly and pulled Dorothy and Toto through. No sooner were they out than the fence began to spin around as fast as ever, so that before the wild washwomen who saw them escape could follow, the gate was halfway around the mountain. With howls of rage and fright, for the tubbies knew that the queen would be furious, the dreadful creatures overturned their wash-tubs, and a perfect torrent of hot soapy water came cascading down the mountainside, upsetting Dorothy and the forgetful poet, and making the path so slippery that they never stopped sliding till they reached the bottom. Breathless, drenched, and shaken, but otherwise unhurt, they picked themselves up, and without pausing to rest, all three began running as fast as ever they could away from Monday Mountain. How did you ever think of telling the fence to stop? puffed Dorothy, stopping under a broad tulip tree. Had to, gasped Percy, dropping heavily to the ground and leaning over to Pat Toto, who sat with closed eyes and tongue out, trying to catch up his breath. Then Percy delivered this gem. Far from the tubby's little princess, and wouldn't they starch in blue and rinse us? Did you say princess? interrupted a voice. Dorothy and Percy both jumped, and Toto gave a frightened bark, for sitting on a lower branch of the tulip tree was our old friend Bill. Did you say princess? crowed the weathercock. Percy was too surprised to do anything but nod, and the iron bird rattled into the air screaming, The princess, the princess, and flew over the treetops. End of chapter 16